Current Affairs Roundup, PPT 13, Topics for Discussion, Abolition of DDT, Surrogacy Bill, Abortion Bill, Nirbhaya, Triple Talak, SCST Atrocities Act, CJI Office within RTI Ambit, Lokpal, Special Protection Group Act, Abolition of DDT, that is Dividend Distribution Tax, Issue, the abolition of the dividend distribution tax in Budget 2020 is hailed as a big relief for corporates and non-resident shareholders. Background, a dividend is a sum of money given by a company to its shareholders out of the profits earned. Dividend distribution tax is the tax levied on the dividend paid by a company to its shareholders. The provisions of DDT were introduced by the Finance Act of 1997. Only a domestic company is liable and has to pay the tax even if it is not liable to pay any tax on its income. The Indian income tax laws provide for an exemption of the dividend income received from Indian companies by the investors. DDT is levied on any domestic company which is declaring or distributing dividend and is paid at the rate on the gross amount of dividend. Budget 2020 has proposed to make dividend income from shares and mutual funds taxable in the hands of recipients at the applicable income tax slabs rates to the individual. No deduction shall be allowed against dividend income other than interest expenses. The deduction of amount of interest will be restricted to 20% of the dividend income. The abolition of DDT and reintroduction of tax on dividends in the hands of the shareholder has brought relief to non-resident investors. However, this change is likely to increase the pain of resident shareholders, especially those falling in higher tax brackets. 8. Additional GK The pro- was proposed were Section 14A provides that any expense concern income not forming part of total income would not be allowed as deduction. The dividend income was not taxable in the hands of shareholder and does not form part of total income. Section 56 charges income tax on the dividend. Section 57 allows certain deductions while computing income from other sources. Surrogacy Bill Issue The Union Cabinet has approved the Surrogacy Regulation Bill 2020. Background The Surrogacy Regulation Bill 2019 was introduced by the Minister of Health and Family Welfare in Lok Sabha on July 15, 2019. It was passed in Lok Sabha on August 5, 2019. The amended bill is a reformed version of the draft legislation, which was passed by Lok Sabha in August 2019, but its provisions including that only a close relative of a couple can be a surrogate mother has invited criticism. The new bill incorporates all recommendations made by Rajya Sabha Select Committee which studied an earlier version of the draft legislation and is aimed at banning commercial surrogacy and allowing altruistic surrogacy. It allows willing women to be a surrogate mother and proposes that widows and divorced women can also benefit from its provisions besides infertile Indian couples. The bill also proposes to regulate surrogacy by establishing National Surrogacy Board at the central level and State Surrogacy Board and appropriate authorities in states and union territories respectively. The proposed insurance cover for surrogate increased to 36 months from 16 months provided in the earlier version. Commercial surrogacy will be prohibited, including sale and purchase of human embryo and gametes. Ethical surrogacy to Indian married couples, Indian origin married couples and Indian single women, only widow or divorcees between the age of 35 and 45 years will be allowed on fulfillment of certain conditions. Abortion Bill Issue The Medical Termination of Pregnancy Amendment Bill 2020, which seeks to amend the Medical Termination of Pregnancy Act 1971, was passed in the Lok Sabha recently. Background 
pre-enactment, women seeking to terminate the pregnancy beyond 20 weeks have to face the cumbersome legal recourse. This denies the reproductive rights of women as abortion is considered an important aspect of the reproductive health of women. Obstetricians argue that this has also spurred a cottage industry, kind of an informal industry, of places providing unsafe abortion services, even leading to the death of the mother. As a result, a 2015 study in the Indian Journal of Medical Ethics noted that 10 to 13% of maternal deaths in India are due to unsafe abortions. This makes unsafe abortions to be the third highest cause of maternal death. The Act seeks to amend Medical Termination of Pregnancy, Act 1971. The Act proposes the requirement of the opinion of one registered medical practitioner instead of two or more for termination of pregnancy up to 20 weeks of gestation, fetal development period from the time of conception until birth. Uh, it introduces the requirement of the opinion of two registered medical practitioners for a termination of pregnancy of 20 to 24 weeks of gestation. It has also enhanced the gestation limit for special categories of women, which include survivors of rape, victims of incest, and other vulnerable women like differently abled women and minors. It also states that the name and other particulars of a woman whose pregnancy has been terminated shall not be revealed, except to a person authorized in any law that is currently in force. Additional static GK, 52% including France, the UK, Austria, Ethiopia, Italy, Spain, Iceland, Finland, Sweden, Norway, Switzerland and even Nepal allow for termination beyond 20 weeks on the diagnosis of fetal abnormalities. MTP Act 1971, one registered and recognized medical practitioner in opinion to terminate the pregnancy along with the consent of the mother is required to terminate the pregnancy till the 12th week. One registered and recognized medical practitioner in opinion to terminate the pregnancy along with the consent of the mother is required to terminate the pregnancy till the 20th week. Two or more registered and recognized medical practitioners in opinion to terminate the pregnancy along with the consent of the mother is required to terminate the pregnancy from the 12th to 20th week in case of vulnerable women. Two or more registered and recognized medical practitioners in opinion to terminate the pregnancy along with the consent of the mother is required to terminate the pregnancy from 20th to 24th week in case of vulnerable women. It doesn't mention clearly about the confidentiality and privacy of the women and the case. This amendment emphasizes to protect the women's privacy and confidentiality of the data related to termination of pregnancy. These were the differences between the MTP Act of 1971 and the Medical Termination of Pregnancy Amendment Bill 2020. Nirbhaya Gang Rape Case On March 20, 2020, four convicts of the Nirbhaya Gang Rape were hanged to death in Tihar Jail. Background, the horrific 2012 Delhi bus gang rape case came towards its final conclusion. The four convicts were on death row since 2013 after a trial court ruled against them. In September 2013, a fast court convicted them with death sentence. Several curative and mercy petitions were filed by them at the Delhi High Court and the Supreme Court. In 2017, the Supreme Court upheld the death penalty. Recently, in 2020, the Supreme Court refused to take in the petitions. Article 145 of the Constitution allows the Supreme Court to frame its own rules. Under the article, the SC rules its own proceedings, calls cases handled by it, transferred to high courts, etc. It has the powers to stay proceedings, grant bail, allocate number of judges to sit in a bench, etc. With this power, the Apex Court refused to consider the petitions of the accused. Details, Criminal Law Amendment Act 2013 was also called the Nirbhaya Act.
that made several changes to the punishments of rape and sexual harassment accused also the other laws such as indian penal code code of criminal procedure 1973 and indian evidence acts were all amended js verma committee 6 days after the nirbhaya incident GOI constituted a judicial committee under JS Verma the judicial changes were made according to the recommendations of the committee on 20th march 2020 at 5:30 am ist the four adult convicts were executed by hanging at tehar jail on a gallows specially designed for four people the four were declared dead after hanging for 30 minutes Additional GK the criminal law amendment act 2013 also recognized certain acts as offenses which were hitherto dealt separately under IPC these are acid attacks section 362 326a attempt to acid attack section 326b sexual harassment 354a act with intention to disrobe a woman 354b voyeurism section 354c and stalking section 354d the nirbhaya fund was created to be utilized for projects specifically designed to improve the safety and security of women in public places triple talaq issue the parliament has passed the muslim women protection of rights and marriage bill 2019 thereby criminalizing the practice of instant triple talaq background talaq a biddat triple talaq means if a man belonging to the religion of islam pronounces talaq thrice either orally or in written form to his wife then the divorce is considered immediate and irrevocable the practice of talaq e biddat is said to have been around since the period of caliph umar more than 1400 years ago triple talaq is not mentioned in the quran it is also largely disapproved by the muslim legal scholars the supreme court in shara banno case 2017 had de- declared the practice of triple talaq talaq e biddat as unconstitutional details muslim women protection of rights on marriage bill 2019 after getting passed in both the houses of parliament president on july 31st 2019 gave assent to the triple talaq bill passed by the parliament turning it into a law which makes the practice of instant divorce among muslims a punishable offence any pronouncement of talaq by a muslim husband to his wife in any manner spoken or written will be void and illegal any muslim husband who communicates the talaq orally or in written may face punishment up to 3 years in jail the punishment may be also extended if a muslim man pronounces talaq to his wife then the woman and her children are entitled to receive an allowance for subsistence it goes against article 14 right to equality and article 15 1 Additional strategy ke the triple talaq has been abolished in 21 Islamic theocratic countries including Pakistan, Bangladesh and Indonesia terming triple talaq as unconstitutional as a step towards establishing uniform civil code enshrined in article 44 of the directive principles of state policy criminalizing it goes against the ethos of fundamental rights that is article 25 and 26 the freedom of religion SC ST atrocities act 1989 issue the supreme court has upheld the constitutional validity of the scheduled castes in the scheduled tribes prevention of atrocities amendment act 2018 background the act prohibits the commission of offenses against members of the scheduled caste and scheduled tribes and establishes special courts for the trial of such offenses and the rehabilitation of victims it is empowered by the article 17 of the constitution The act was enacted on 11 September 1989 and commenced at 31st March 
A new section 18A was introduced which laid it down that there was no requirement for preliminary inquiry before filing an FIR. It also said that section 438 of CRPC which provides for anticipatory bail would not apply to any offence committed under the SCST Act. Details. The Supreme Court upheld the constitutionality of Section 18A of the Act, which nullified its own controversial March 2018 judgment, Prithviraj Chauhan v. Union of India. Earlier judgment, Dr. Subhash Kashinath Mahajan v. State of Maharashtra had diluted the original 1989 legislation, saying they were using its provisions to file false criminal complaints against innocent persons. The Supreme Court verdict saw a huge backlash across the country. CJI office within RDI ambit, Chief Justice of India office within right to information ambit issued. The Supreme Court has ruled that the Chief Office of the Chief Justice of India, CJI, is a public authority under the Right to Information Act 2005. Background, RTI Act 2005 is an act of the Parliament of India to provide for setting out the practical regime of right to information for citizens. Under the provisions of the Act, any citizen of India may request information from a public authority which is required to reply expeditiously or within 30 days. The Supreme Court upheld the 2010 judgment of the Delhi High Court and held that the Office of the Chief Justice of India under the comes under the definition of public authority under the RTI Act 2005. SC Bench, led by CGI Ranjan Gogoi, declared that transparency doesn't undermine judicial independence. Details. This judgment enables the disclosure of information such as the judge, judge's personal assets. It opens the door for transparency in the judiciary. Higher judiciary in India has been criticized for its, for its opaqueness under the doctrine of the independence of the judiciary. The verdict underlines the balance Supreme Court needs between transparency and protecting its independence. While ruling that the office of the CGI is a public authority, the Supreme Court held that the RTI cannot be used as a tool of surveillance and that judicial independence has to be kept in mind while dealing with transparency. It can give a boost to good governance as now judiciary, executive and legislature all come under the ambit of RTI Act. Additional GK, Right to Information Act replaced the former Freedom of Information Act 2005. Restrictions by the Official Secrets Act 1923 were relaxed by this act. RTI has proven to be very useful but is counteracted by the Whistleblowers Protection Act 2011. Lokpal Issue Former Supreme Court Judge Justice Pinaki Chandra Ghosh has been appointed as the first Lokpal, a national anti-corruption ombudsman. Background, the concept of a constitutional ombudsman was first proposed in Parliament by the Law Minister Ashok Kumar Singh in the early 1960s. A Lokpal is an anti-corruption ombudsman who represents the public interest. The concept of an ombudsman is borrowed from Sweden. These institutions are statutory bodies without any constitutional status. The term Lokpal was coined by Dr. L. M. Singhvi in 1963. Forty-five years after its first introduction and after ten failed attempts, the Lokpal Bill was finally enacted in India. On 18 December 2013, former Supreme Court Judge Justice Pinaki Chandra Ghosh has been appointed as the first Lokpal, a national anti-corruption ombudsman. This comes five years after the President has given assent to the Lokpal and Lokayukta's Act 2013. 
Details. Lokpal consists of one chairperson and a maximum of eight members. Chairperson of the Lokpal should be either the former Chief Justice of India or the former Judge of the Supreme Court or an eminent person with impeccable integrity and outstanding ability. The term of office for Lokpal chairman and members is five years or till the age of 70 years. The members are appointed by the President on the recommendation of a selection committee. Out of the maximum eight members, half will be judicial members and minimum 50% of the members will be from SC, ST, OBC or minorities and women. Details. The Lokpal has jurisdiction to inquire into allegations of corruption against anyone who is or has been Prime Minister or Minister in the Union Government or a Member of Parliament as well as officials of the Union Government under Groups A, B, C and D. Also covered are chairperson, members, officers and directors of any board, corporation, society, trust or autonomous body either established by an Act of Parliament or wholly or partly funded by the Union of State Government. The Lokpal does not have jurisdiction over ministers and MPs in the matter of anything said in Parliament or a vote given there. It has the powers to superintendence over and to give direction to CBI. Additional GK, in, 19, in, 189, in 189, the institution of Ombudsman was inaugurated officially in Sweden. New Zealand and Norway adopted this system in the year 1962 and it proved to be of a great significance in spreading the concept of ombudsman. In 1966, Guana became the first developing nation to adopt the concept of the ombudsman. Subsequently, it was further adopted by Mauritius, Singapore, Malaysia and India as well. India Against Corruption, IAC, is an anti-corruption movement in India which was particularly prominent during the anti-corruption protests of 2011 and 2012 concerned with the introduction of the Jan Lokpal Bill. Special Protection Group Act Issue, the Parliament has passed the Special Protection Group Amendment Bill 2019. The Special Protection Group Bill will amend the SPG Act of 1988. Background, the SPG was raised in 1985 to provide security over the cover to the Prime Minister, former Prime Ministers and their immediate family members. The SPG comprises of the personnel from the CRPF, Border Security Force and other Central and State Forces. It was created after the assassination of former Prime Minister Indira Gandhi. Parliament passed the SPG Act 1988 dedicating the group of, to protecting the Prime Ministers of India. After Rajiv Gandhi's assassination in 1991, the SPG Act was amended, offering SPG protection to all former Prime Ministers and their families for a period of at least 10 years. The SPG amendment passed in the Parliament on December 3, 2019. The bill aimed at amending the Special group Protection Group Act 1988. Amendments. The proposed amendments in the Special Protection Group Bill aims to reduce the financial burden of the VIP security on the state exchequer. Reduced SPG coverage, the protection to be offered only to the Prime Minister, former Prime Ministers and their immediate family members that will reside with him at his official residence. Time period. The security will be provided only for a period of five years to the former Prime Ministers and their immediate family after they leave the office. However, the immediate family members need to be residing with the former Prime Minister at the allotted residence. Withdrawal. When the proximate security is withdrawn from a former Prime Minister, such proximate security will also stand withdrawn from members of his immediate family. Additional GK, the President of India does not come under SPG cover due to low threat. He is protected by the Indian Army's President Bodyguard Regiment. 
On 8 November 2019, government of India decided to withdraw SPG cover from Nehru Gandhi family and accorded them with Z plus security after the threat assessment. That will be the end of this podcast.